it's still an ongoing practice of mine to become a better listener. I'm always focused on becoming a better listener. The podcast gives me the perfect platform to continue that journey that I started all those years ago in the corporate world to become a better listener. Welcome to Connect with Confidence. I'm Kerry Phipps and I am so excited to jump into today's conversation. So I have on the line with me Mark Philpot. Mark, you, I'm going to let you do your bio because I've got like such a list and you have such an extraordinary life and uh, you still have like so much extraordinary life ahead of you. So I'm going to hand over to you. How do you want to be introduced? Um, hi, everyone. My name's Mark Philpot. I live on a sailboat with my puppy dog, Oscar. There you go. How did I go? <laughs> good morning, Oscar. And good morning, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much having us on your show and we're both here because Oscar's sitting right next to me Kerry so he's enthralled in what daddy's talking about today. Oh that's fantastic. Uh, now one of the first things I want to do is recommend that people go and check out your TED talk and uh, where was that exactly? That was in Hong Kong and you know I really like to you know I'm a, I'm a fan of TED talks and all the rest of it and it's you know it's a great experience to do something like that but the reality of it is it was 10 years ago and as I keep saying to people, a lot has changed in my life since I got up and said that talk. So take it in context for what it was 10 years ago. And yeah, it was an enjoyable time and experience. Yeah. And, you know, in that you reflected on, uh, you know, your, your 22 years of, of corporate work, but the opportunities that you had to travel in that time and the people that changed you as you connected around the world, which really intrigued me. And now you're the the global business podcast host at Global Travel Channel, which uh, you so generously invited me on just a month or so back, which was amazing. You're interviewing people all over the world. So I'm excited to ask you questions about how you're connecting, what are you learning from people, what are you learning about yourself in this journey? And I've listened to your podcast uh, a number of times, Mark, and you ask so many great questions. Oh, thank you. And I thought I have to be aware that Mark might just turn the tables on me today. (laughs) (laughs) I have a list prepared, Kerry. (laughs) Because, you know, you get so into the conversation and uh, I really do want to hear your stories today. So do you want to maybe take us back to your first first trip, your first um, adventure into connecting with people from a different place? Whoa. I probably can't remember the very first one, but I think you've been very insightful in talking about my journey through the corporate world. And I was very fortunate. I ended up in a company that was uh, instrumental about global business. And the company is called DHL, uh, the Mm. world's largest logistics and supply chain management organization. Mm. And it was through that career path that I was given the opportunity by working hard and getting promoted into different positions within the company that I was able to experience the world, I guess, in a very different way than what a lot of people get to experience it. And that is traveling to over 160 countries um, around the world and doing business, meeting new people, making new friends, seeing cities and countries like I'd never seen them before. And also doing business in those countries. And I think when you add the dimension of doing business as well, it gives you a completely different insight to how that country operates as a nation. And 
I thoroughly enjoyed that at the time. It was like every day was a massive learning curve. Um, back in the day, I used to love flying. Mm. It became a chore, but I used to I used to love it. And I used to love the excitement of walking out of an airport into a new place and going, right, what have you got to offer me? Yeah. And and just really embracing everything that um, that was there. So there were a lot of common traits that I saw in humanity as I travelled, and I, I think that was um, the first one is our desire and our appetite for connection. Yes, I think people just love to. First of all, people love to talk about the place where they live and where they work. People mm. love to showcase the great things about their country, their city their town, their village, their community, their, even their office um, and the company they work for. That was something that I really learned a lot. And let's face it, a lot of people are defined by their identity linked to their job and what they actually do. And I think that's really a fascinating part of humanity because underneath that, and, and I give you the analogy where you, you spend all day doing business together in a foreign country and then you go out for dinner at night and the experience is completely different because people start talking about their personal lives. They start talking about their families. Whereas mm. during the day it was all business business or for the majority of the time. Mm. And I loved that transition in humanity. I used to call that a smorgasbord of love because the love started to permeate across the dinner table about, you know, my family and what I was doing and, and what my hobbies were. And my, my little girl went to a soccer tournament in the weekend and did this. And I used to love that kind of stuff because it made me feel more connected to those people. Mm. And because I was going back to these places on a regular basis, it wasn't a one-off trip. I used to go to these countries all the time and therefore those relationships would evolve. And, you know, some of them would go into lifelong relationships like I've got with many of those people today still. Wow. And, and some of them would be one or two trips and that would be the end of it because, you know, we all come into each other's lives for a reason and a season, right? So, yeah, um, yeah I found that part of what I did and, and what I was doing around the world fascinating because it was just such an amazing richness um, mm. that I knew that I wouldn't have got any other way if I'd stayed in one country all my life and just worked in a job and it was a completely different experience. Yeah, that's beautiful. And Mark, when you were saying people love to share about their place, their their residence, their country, their office, I heard you say that and I thought there are some people who might be reluctant or they might not see the value of their place, but what you've taken is an appreciation for what they have. I think if you ask them questions about their place with enthusiasm and appreciation, then they're so happy to share because you start to highlight to them how valuable that is. But sometimes people don't actually value their own place, do they? Have you seen that too? Yeah, I have. And it's an interesting point you talk about there because I think it comes down to the art of communication. Yes, and that's what I see, that you you yeah. take that, that interest in people, which is powerful. And I, I think that during that time, I, I was a bit of an oxymoron because I the role that I played within the company was a very extroverted uh, commercial development guy. So I was out there doing presentations to big companies and all that mm. sort of stuff. But when I put myself in that personal space in that dinner environment, I used to practice my listening skills and I used to shut up and just listen to people. Yeah. And that was something that I was conscious of. I wanted to improve that skill set in myself as a human being um, mm. because I felt that I got more out of that interaction, the better listener I became. And mm. when you listen to people intensely and they know that you're genuinely listening from my experience, they will open up and they will give you more and more deep information. And that's what I love to get out of people. So I felt, mm. I found myself sitting at a table where, you know, 
many men were telling me their problems within their relationships and women were telling me all the problems with their men in their life and what the boss was saying and doing and all these sorts of conversations were going on and it was happening at times in different languages and uh, yeah, it was really, really amazing. Wow. You know, and that listening is what I hear on your podcast too. You really listen to people at a deep level and, you know, we don't see each other's faces when we're on a podcast. It's just like a phone call and we hear things and we hear support. You know, we, we hear that, uh, that somebody wants our story. And uh, so I hope that I can serve you in that way today too, as, as you do for your guests. So Mark, I'm just wondering when you said you had this you know, extroverted role, did you always see yourself as an extrovert? Can you take us back to early days? <laughs> yeah, sure. That's, that's a great question. And in fact, I'm, I'm writing a, a new book at the moment and I just wrote a chapter last night that talks about this because I'm actually a really introverted guy and mm. you wouldn't really know it in some levels because mm. yeah, I put myself out there on social media and do all those things. But I've been a loner for a lot of my life and I grew up in a family environment where I spent a lot of time by myself. I played mm. uh, a lot of sports and they were very individual sports. So I did things like, you know, cycling and playing tennis and things like that, where I was always by myself. Mm. And when I started the journey in the corporate world, although I had responsibility for a lot of people, I did a lot of my travel by myself. So I found that um, I had to push myself out of my comfort zone to be the guy that stood up in front of a boardroom of people and talked about, you know, global deals and all the rest of it. And mm. some people looked at me and said, wow, that just comes so naturally to you. I can tell you it didn't. And it took a lot of years of building self-confidence and working on myself and getting mentored by people as well. That was the other thing, learning from others and mm. picking up little bits and pieces of skill sets and, and how to overcome those um, things that I felt were holding me back. So yeah, um, quite a, quite an interesting perspective. And even today on the, on the podcast, you know, I get a lot of people say to me, well, you know, you come across as very confident and understanding about a lot of things, but put a lot of hard work into that, a lot of reading, a lot of research, a lot of time alone to, mm. to delve into people because I'm genuinely interested. Yes. And I think when we're really interested in somebody, when we're, when we have this purpose to connect, to, to share stories, you know, whatever you would articulate as your purpose, when that is clear, then that nervousness, that inhibition, you know, that, that falls away, doesn't it? Because mm. you, get, you get intrigued. Yeah, I think we're in a fascinating period of history right now. If you look around the world, um, in particular to the subject you're talking about, Kerry, if you look at the leaders around the world at the moment, how they're dealing with their countries on this pandemic level, mm. and you, you'll see leaders who have embraced their nation as a community of people and mm. and people, people who are at one with them. And then you've got the authoritarian type of approach that this mm. is what you shall say and do and where you'll go and at what time. Mm. And, um, you know, I can't help but say, you know, you've got to look at New Zealand, my home country, where yes, there is really a family spirit behind yes. what they've been able to achieve with taking on this this virus. So I think that's what it's all about. If, if leaders and people of in those positions are able to get the audience to really buy into whatever messaging they're trying to communicate, that's the key to success for me, I think. Mm, absolutely. And I wanted to take a moment to celebrate New Zealand. And I was thinking this morning, what is it about New Zealand? You know, there are some people in the world might not even really know where it is, or, but there are so many extraordinary people that come out of that place. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, you've got like award-winning filmmakers and then people come from all over the world to New Zealand to make films and to uh, to celebrate the nature and the people there. So uh, what is it about New Zealand? I think there's two things, Kerry. I think the first one is that, you know, back in the day in my generation, I think it's still the case today that, you know, when you get to that ripe old age of, you know, 16 or 17, you throw a backpack on and you take off out into the world. And the Kiwi appetite for travel is immense and it's always been something where okay we want to get out there and see what's happening and mm. New Zealanders are very adventurous but they're also great inventors and if you look back through the history of the world you'll see that a lot of inventions have happened in New Zealand yeah and you know there's been extraordinary things done by New Zealanders because of that the other thing is because we do in, uh, live at the end of the world so to speak there is this mentality of survival of the fittest and as a result of you know New Zealand's got a I wouldn't say it's got a harsh climate but it's got a climate that makes you fairly rough and rigged mm. um, it's got a agricultural background so there's a lot of farmers and a lot of people connected to the land whether it be fishing or, or whatever in New Zealand mm. And I think that's part of the DNA of it as well. So I think when people have, you know, had a, had a fairly difficult life and upbringing, they get out there and they see the world or how other people are living and what they're doing, that all molds into a wonderful recipe, I think, for the things that you see coming out of New Zealand. Absolutely. And you just reminded me of a movie that I insisted my dad come and see because he doesn't, he's a farmer, he doesn't go to the cinema. And I said, but you have to see this movie called The World's Fastest Indian. Oh, Bert Munro. Yes. He's, he's my absolute role model as Bert. In fact, I met Bert when I was a young guy and uh, it was absolutely by chance. I didn't know anything about him at all. I was down in Invercargill where he's actually from at the time and I was mm -hmm. taking a ferry across to Stewart Island, which is at the bottom of the world. Yeah, we ran into him literally and... What an incredible film. I, I, I think everyone in the world should watch that film because it's mm -hmm. got so much about humanity. It's got so much about desire and courage and determination and achieving your goal in life, no matter what gets put in front of you. It's, it's really a brilliant movie. Yes, and I'll never forget the scene where he's sitting in the car and he's, he quotes Roosevelt, the man in the arena. Yes. You know, where he just starts <laughs> saying, it's not the yeah. critic who counts. And yeah. you don't realize that it's actually a quote until he's, you know, it's, it's the poetic nature of that. But yeah. it's just his story in that moment. Yeah. He is, he's in the arena. He's not caring about who's criticizing and he goes and makes history. So, um, yes, I'm, I'm with you in recommending that everybody sees that movie. <laughs> <laughs> And going back to what you just asked me about, you know, what, what is it that makes New Zealanders what they are? I think Bert Munro is just absolutely atypical of that. I think that, you know, the determination that he showed to, and you know what, that record that he set still holds today. And yes. that's extraordinary in itself to think that no one in all these years afterwards, what is it, seven, 60 years or so since that happened, that uh, no one's wow. even beaten his record, which how many records stand for 60 years, you know? I know, it's incredible. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. And my dad was actually at a skydiving meet in Arizona shortly after we'd seen the movie and he met this New Zealander and he said, ah, I watched this movie recently. And he said, <laughs> yeah, Bert Munro. <laughs> <laughs> the I think everyone Indian. in New Zealand knows Bert Munro too, by the way. So yes. I think everybody yeah. will say it's his neighbor or, you know, whatever. Yeah, well, that, that skydiver <laughs> did say that he, um, you know, used to see, sit on the beach and watch him, you know, riding up and down the beach. So just going back to, you know, these moments where you were 
teaching yourself to to really listen and to connect and to present yourself confidently. Uh, you mentioned mentors as you know one of the supports, but I wonder, do you want to take us through some other tips, even in the moment kind of tips when people are stepping up, pushing themselves out of the comfort zone as you did? Mm. I think in terms of being a trailblazer in that space for yourself, I think everybody's a trailblazer in their own life journey when it comes to that, because you've got to try trial things that work for you. I think there's no use. Yeah. You've got to be a little bit careful with this mentoring thing, because I think in terms mm. of mentoring things, sometimes mentors can give you great technical advice and, yeah. and give you framework and structure. But at the end of the day, the implementation and the sustainability comes down to yourself. You know, how accountable are you to practicing new things and doing things that work for you? You've only got to look at social media today. There's so many different strategies out there that people use for social media. And what's everybody trying to achieve? Is it saying, you know, notoriety? Hi, here I am. This is who I am, what I'm doing, blah, blah, blah. Is, mm. it, is it ego? What is it that's actually driving some of that? And I think in terms of when I was focusing on, as I still do, and, and if you, I go back to your question why I do the podcast, it's still an ongoing practice of mine to become a better listener. I'm always focused on becoming a better listener. Mm. The podcast gives me the perfect platform to continue that journey that I started all those years ago in the corporate world to become a better listener. Mm. And it served me so well in all aspects of my life, whether it be relationships, whether it be even, even to my dog, you know, my dog sits there and looks at me and we have these steer off competitions where <laughs> he's looking at in my eyes, I'm looking at his, there's no communication obviously going on other than that, but we're, mm. we're actually listening to each other. And I, I yeah. find that fascinating with animals as well. So yeah. yeah, I think some of the tips that I got from other people were, I used to love Kerry spending time with elderly people. Yes. Um, I just love the wisdom and also the, the non-ego based communication that they're about elderly mm. people. I used to get so much from my grandparents. My grandfather was my hero when I was growing up yes. and I would sit and listen to him for hours and hours and hours talking about all different aspects of life. So I think it was kind of embedded in me when I started this journey of, you know, living, living and working and traveling around the world for my entire life. I got into this mold of connecting with people that were like my grandfather, yes. who were able to sit down and talk to me at a level where one, I felt as though I was connected on, a, on the same level. Mm. And two, they weren't about expressing their views in an egotistical way. They were about sharing their experience in a way that was both beautiful, but also take it or leave it you take from this what you want to take and um, you know leave the rest so I found that those people and when I you know we, we label them as mentors but really everybody we come across in our life is a mentor in one way, one way or another mm -hmm. and no matter what form of communication we have with someone whether it be like on a podcast whether it be face to face walking down the street I've had some amazing conversations here with sailors that I bump into from all different parts of the world mm. who have a different perspective on sailing. And, you know, I'm learning to sail through other people's eyes and experience. So that's a beautiful thing as well. Yeah, that's so valuable. And you mentioned, like when you were saying trying things for yourself, you know, yeah. trying, and you mentioned sustainability. So yeah. let's have a chat about that too, because, you know, if we try and connect like somebody else does, if we try and do anything like somebody else, it's exhausting, isn't it? Yeah. So do you want to tell us more about what sustainability in your connecting looks like? Yeah, well, I, I guess I asked the question back in terms of what's the point of copying someone else? That's already being done, right? Somebody's yeah. already doing it. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. not everybody has to be a Joe Rogan on podcasts, right? Because Joe's mm. doing a great job of being Joe. And mm -hmm. 
I want to do a great job of being Mark Philpot, whatever that means yes. in the context of, of the world, right? Yes. So I, I think in terms of sustainability is, look, I'll, I'll share something with you, Kerry, that a lot of people don't know. For the last 10 years, I haven't earned $1 of income from anything in my life. Wow. Okay. So mm. I've been doing everything in the last 10 years that I'm passionate about for no financial reward because I got to a stage in my life where I didn't want money to drive what I was all about. Mm. So I've turned down a lot of offers to do lots of different things to make money. Mm. Be, but what was more important to me was to create the lifestyle that I have today and do the things that I get out of bed and do every day because I love doing it. Mm. And I know through doing that, that the sustainability, and when I talk about sustainability, I, I don't talk about it from a financial point of view. I talk about it, is this what I'm doing today going to drive me to get out of bed and have a smile on my face tomorrow? Mm. And as long as I can honestly, authentically answer that as a yes to myself every day, then I know I'm on the right track. Mm. So yeah, in terms of I'm not suggesting that people need to live without money and I don't live without money. I'm, I'm comfortable with what I've made in the past and done and created and invested and all the rest of it. So what all I'm just saying is I'm sharing that I didn't allow money to be the key driver of yeah. my sustainable life going forward. I wanted to create the life that I wanted with the passions that I'm passionate about and do that as my mainstream life every day. Mm -hmm. And something that I've noticed recently in your uh, social media, you know, is your health journey. You've been sharing more about that. And, uh, you know, that energy, you, you, when you said you wake up in the morning, you know, ready to go, uh, it sounds like you are really looking at sustainability and being your best. It's, a, it's been a focus for some time now. Well, at the end of the day, health is all we have, right? So again, in writing my, my current book, it's about the last 25 days of my father's life and watching mm. his demise through poor health and, mm. and sitting by his bedside 24 hours a day for that entire period of time. Mm. And what that lesson taught me was, you know, I can run around and make a thousand podcasts and do all this and do all that. But if I'm not healthy and mm. if I'm not enjoying that process, so you know, a lot of the journey that I've been on, Kerry, has been about not establishing myself as a, as a podcaster, not establishing myself in any context in a, in a business sense, but becoming more of the authentic person that I want to become. And that means mm. spirituality. It means good health, looking yeah. after myself and also developing loving relationships. Because if I talk about my back to my corporate life that we spoke about before mm. those memories and those relationships and those connections that I have, I have a global family of connections that I have, mm. which have mean everything to me. They will always be more important than what I do every day. If that makes sense, you know? Mm. Yeah. So yes, I've been putting a lot of emphasis into that part of my life and I will continue to do so when I go forward, because I just think it's all we have really at the end of the day is that's mm. what we have. Mm. And how do you feel that it impacts your connecting with others? Oh, positively. You know, I've, I've, since I've been, and look again, I was really reluctant to put myself online talking about this health thing that I'm going through because mm. there's a zillion videos out there about people doing health stuff and all the rest of it who have mm -hmm. much more, you know, intellect than I do about that subject. But I just thought, look, you know, I'm 55 years old. I was obese. I was, um, angry. I was frustrated with who I was. I was getting lazy in different areas of my life. And I woke up literally one morning and said to myself, this is not you, mate. Get yourself together and, and you're the only one that can hold you accountable for this. Mm. 
And the core denominator for me was sugar because I had been you know, addicted to processed sugar all my life. Wow. And I knew that and I'd been living with that addiction and I'd been living in denial. And mm -hmm. I thought, right, hang on a minute. If you get on these podcasts and you listen to all these people doing amazing things and they inspire you in all sorts of different ways, but you're not living the best possible version of yourself, why not? Why aren't mm. you, right? Yeah. So all those things came together in a crescendo of, of a moment and you know, people call that an epiphany or whatever. But yeah. I woke up and said, hey, you've got to change this. Mm. And as a result of doing that, now I'm getting emails from all over the world with people saying to you, saying to me, oh, how did you get started? And, you know, what are you, what are you cooking every day? And how much exercise do you do? And, mm. and while, yeah, I can share that, it's, again, it goes back to what are you prepared to do for yourself? Yeah. So you had a conversation with yourself. That, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's oh. a turning moment. Yeah. But yeah, I appreciate that you are in encouraging other people to have that conversation with themselves as well like what are they going to try for themselves and not just take on somebody else's uh um yeah we have to be careful things. that we're not preaching to people that's what i think i think once we mm. get up on the pedestal and we start saying hey you should do this mm. um i think that's dangerous territory and yeah. i think it's a case of i'm i'm only putting myself there out there in respect of saying hey this is what i'm doing it's working for me i'm feeling fantastic and leaving it at that and if people want to you know, take something from that. Fantastic. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Mark. And I wanted to ask, are there um, some special people in your world that you'd like to acknowledge or give a shout out to? Oh, <laughs> the list is, the list is huge. Um, the list is huge. Actually, I want to give a shout out to my dad who, who's passed away and yeah, um, yeah he's, he's, um, he's inspiring me at the moment to write my book that I'm writing. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of internal Mark Philpot built into that. So I want to yeah. thank him for giving me the opportunity to be his son oh, wow. and um, to allow me to become the person that I am. That's so beautiful, Mark. And what was your dad's name? Barry. Barry Philpot. Barry Philpot. Yeah. Awesome. That's Amazing. Barry with a B-A-R-R-I-E, not a B-A-R-R-Y, which many oh, people spell. Oh, lovely. <laughs> I appreciate the I-E. <laughs> yes, oh. you do. <laughs> that's, uh, that's beautiful, Mark. Thank you so much for sharing. And, yeah, I want, I want to encourage everyone who's listening to find and follow Mark online. We'll have all the links in the show notes. And I, I've just felt with every conversation that we've had, Mark, there's been a couple of quick Facebook voice messages and then the podcast interview that I did with you for the Global Travel Channel. Uh, you asked me great questions, unpacked things that I, I think I haven't shared before and, uh, and I hope that you've enjoyed sharing today with our audience, uh, with our listeners, our friends around the world and I know I have really found it very inspiring and useful. So thank you. Is there anything else that you'd like to add? There is, Kerry. I, I would like to wish you all the very best with your podcast journey. You're a phenomenal person and I know you love helping people. And I know through this particular platform, you're going to go on to change many people's lives. So I want to wish you all the very best with that. And thank you for having me on your show. Thank you, Mark.